So open up your Bibles with me to Psalm 139. There we go. Um, I was kind of prepared for it. I was preparing all day uh, for a little woo. Um, So anyways, open up to Psalm 139. And uh, let's just unpack and just read this entire psalm. Because I know that there is something in here for each and one of us to grow closer to our relationship with our Father. So let's read it. Oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar and you search out my path and my lying down. You are acquainted with all of my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is too high. I cannot attain it. Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to the heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me be night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day. For the darkness is as light with you. You, uh, For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame is not hidden from you. When I was being made in secret intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance and your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me when as yet there was none of them. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. If I would count them, they are more than the sand. I awake and I am still with you. Oh, that you would slay the wicked. Oh, God, oh, men of blood, depart from me. They speak against you with malicious intent. Your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord? Do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with complete hatred. I count them my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. That is your word, God. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just lift your word up right now. God, no words can even describe or no words can even just attain to the, to the knowledge that you even give, that you have. Lord, through these short minutes that we have together, God, may we know you more and more. 
God, may, may we know that you know us. God, search my heart. God, know me. Shine light on sin that we need to address and confess. God, you are so good. We want to be more and more like you every day. In Jesus Christ's name, we pray, amen, amen. You see, God knows all and sees all. We just read this entire passage on, on what God knows, and he sees you. He sees me. He sees and people don't know or people, you don't think people see. You think that you're in the dark and you're hidden. God sees you. God sees you. And this attribute is called omniscience. It refers to God's perfect knowledge of both himself and of his creation. You, me. See, you might be coming in here tonight with some heavy things. You might be battling some things in your life that uh, it's hard to even explain. I've been there. I've sat in front of a counselor before and tried to even put words of what I'm dealing with, but not even words could even describe the pain that I have, was feeling in the time. You might have that same issue, or you might be trying to explain yourself or tell people what we're going through, and it's just, it's just not getting there. They're just not getting it. They don't know what it is like to be in your shoes or, or how, uh, how can I even come up and tell you about my struggles with my addictions or, my, or just pain that has been brought to me in the past. We could very feel very unknown. It's very easy to feel unknown that no one gets you, that no one understands you. Or you might just try to come in here tonight and you're like, I'm in the dark. No one sees me or can know uh, what, uh, what I'm hiding. No one knows what I'm doing on Saturday night, partying with all my friends. And then I come to church in the morning and just think it's all all right. Take some aspirin, take some Advil, I'll be all right. No one knows what I'm looking at or how I'm talking to people in the outside of, of, of our church or outside of our home group or, or anything because that's my church friends and how I act with my church friends. That's that. This is my party friends. I'm act this way. There's different sides of you and you could turn on and turn off each one of those masks. You could hide things in your life and be in the dark where no one can see them. You even think that you have fooled God serving, leading, talking. You're, you're very much open in your time uh, in your home group, but they don't know. They don't know what's going on on Friday, on Saturday. They don't know what's going late at night because that's in the dark. See, you feel like you are unknown, but let me tell you tonight, you are fully known by God. You may feel unknown feeling that no one gets you, feeling that I am isolated, that I am alone, and that's how it's supposed to be. But no, I tell you, there's someone who knows you. Psalm, that, that first verse, oh Lord, you have searched me, actively searching me out, and you've known me. There is nothing that God doesn't know about me. There's nothing that God doesn't know about you. You see, 
You know when I sit down, when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down, and you are acquainted in all of my ways. The all-knowing God knows all of your whereabouts. When I think I'm being sneaky or, or know when no one knows what I'm doing, God does. When I'm trying to just hide or blend in the crowd, God can pick you out. Because in, uh, a proverb says that the eyes of the Lord are in every place. The eyes of the Lord are in every place to search out the good, search out the evil. This can seem very weird, being watched out all the time, all right? Uh, we have, see, you know, big brother, they're always on, they're always on your case, all right? The, you, you are searching up something on Amazon and all of a sudden you're, and it could be weird and it could be, it could be awkward thinking about that. But the meaning here is that he is watching you and protecting you. You see, I have a, I have a little daughter, she, her name's Millie, and uh, every morning, uh, we're, we're sitting outside and she will, she'll run out to the, to the front uh, of our yard and she'll be like, you know, singing, you know, right now it's let it go. So she's out there singing, let it go. And it's adorable. It's so cute. And, uh, but she wouldn't do it if, if I was not either on side or if I was not watching her because she knows daddy's there to protect her. She knows if she goes too far, if there's a car that runs by, she knows where to come back because she knows that daddy is, daddy's watching her. And that's what he's saying. He's saying, the eyes of the Lord are in every place. He search out my path, my lying down. He knows where I sit down when I rise up. He sees you and he knows you. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, oh Lord, you know it all together. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. He hems you in. He puts a hedge of protection over you. He knows it all together. Whatever comes our way first has to come through God. I'll say it again. Whatever comes our way first has to first come through God. And this is so hard talking about the knowledge and the wisdom of God because of verse 6 says such knowledge is too wonderful for me, that it is too high and I cannot attain it. God's knowledge is far too great. And it was a struggle even to, to put into words all of my study and all my, of everything. And I'm just, I'm trying to put it into words and it's so hard because it is so vast. It is so great. Um, uh, I was reading a book by A.W. Tozer on the attributes of God, and uh, it came to this part where he's talking about uh, Sir Isaac Newton, all right? Newton's Law, uh, Apple guy, I believe. Um, the great English scientist, and he was an old man, and someone said to him this. He said, Dr. Newton, you must have tremendous store of knowledge. And he responded, he said, I remind myself of a little boy walking along the seashore picking up seashells. The boy has a handful of shells in his little hand, but all around him is the vast seashore stretching all directions as far as the eye can see. 
All that I know is simply a handful of seashells, but the vast universe of God is full with knowledge that I do not possess. This is the perfect representation of the knowledge of God. One of the smartest guys to walk on the, on the planet even stated that it is just a microscopic of what God knows. And, what, what, and that could bring uh, insurance to us. That could bring assurance to the believer that they are not forgotten, that they are being cared for. Isaiah tells us, who has measured the spirit of the Lord? Or what man shows him uh, his counsel? Meaning who comes to him and he tells him what it is? Whom did he consult? Whom did, uh, made him understand? Who taught him the path of justice? And who taught him knowledge? And who showed him the way of understanding? Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord and my, righteous, my right is disregarded by my God. Have you not known, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. He, his understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint. And to him who has, not, who has no might, he increases strength. Even youth shall faint and be weary. The young men shall fall and be exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. And they shall mount up on wings like eagles. And they shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not be fainted. We have the assurance to trust in a God who doesn't need to learn who doesn't need to strain over studying or who is caught off guard. We can put our trust in a God who, uh, who already knows it all. He doesn't strain or get tired because it's always been with him. And to the unbeliever, this could be a very dreadful thing. This could be a very dreadful thing because it comes as a reminder that one cannot hide either oneself or our sins from God's view says this where shall I go from your spirit or where shall I flee from your presence if I ascend to heaven you are there if I make my bed in Sheol you are there if I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me if I say surely the darkness shall cover me and the light be about me by night. Even the darkness is not to you. The night is bright as day. The darkness is as light with you. The all-present God is with me. He knows. There's nothing you can do to separate ourselves. You could live your life free will, all right, and just go and do all your things. Go drink, go party, go uh, do all the things this entire life, but there is nothing that you can separate when it comes to judgment day because everyone's going to have to come and to be face to face with God himself and answer, and answer him. There's no height nor death that could separate us and that is also good for us because there is nothing that we can do that can separate us from the love of our creator. 
He is with me in my highest moments. He is with me in my darkest of days when it's at wit's end. He is there to lead me when I don't know where to go. He is there to comfort me when I am feeling alone, when I hide myself from others, when I am shameful of my sin with others, when I say all is fine, it is not true. God is there and he knows you. I can't hide anything because God knows everything. You cannot hide your sin from God because he knows it already. But when we confess it to him, he will faithfully and graciously forgive us. The all-knowing God knows you, knows everything about you. The all-knowing God also formed you. It says, for, the, for you formed my inward parts, knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them. The days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. The God that is everywhere, that knows all things, created all things, took the time to form you. God knew you even before your birth, meaning in your womb, in, the, in your mother's womb. There we go. You were a child of God, not when you came to birth, but while you were in the womb. The all-knowing God has prepared your days. We could plan all all we want, and that's good. We, can, we need to plan. But the heart of man plans his ways, but the Lord establishes his steps. The proverb is not saying that we shouldn't plan. The proverb is not saying that we should just, just be lazy and just be like, God, whatever you have for me today, here it is. No, we should plan. But it's, that's not wise to not plan. But it's the Lord's plan. The Lord establishes our steps. He is the one who, who pushes us forward. Trust the Lord because he knows. He knows it. The steps of man are established by the Lord. When he delights in his ways, though he fall, he shall not be cast headlong, for the Lord upholds his hands. It says, the steps of the man are established by the Lord's when he delights his ways. And we could fall, we could fall back, we could slip, we could get off track, but it's the Lord who upholds him. He grabs him, he gets a hold of him. He lifts us up and establishes us because he truly loves us. Haven't you ever thought that God thinks about you? What do you think God thinks about you? What do you how do you think that God thinks about you? I was, I'm always asked that question by one of my friends. He's like, what does God think about you? I'm like, I don't know. Honestly, that's a big question. Like God thinking about me. Like, is that even, like, does God ever think about me? He has way too big of things to be thinking about me. Why is he wasting my time with me? But no, he says right here, 17 and 18, how precious to me are your thoughts, O God. 
God thinks about you. How vast is the sum of them? If I would count them, they are more than the sand. I awake and I am still with you. How precious are your thoughts of me. The all-knowing God thinks about me, thinks about you. He has formed me. He established my life. He knows everything about me and he thinks of me. Isaiah says that I call you by your name. I name you though you do not know me. The feeling of someone thinking about you is awesome. It is amazing. You had a, a boyfriend or girlfriend, all right? My wife, when I, think of, when I think of my wife, I'm like, she's probably thinking about me right now, all right? She probably is. She's probably thinking about me right now, like, okay, he's probably up there speaking right now. Like, he's probably doing an amazing job. Probably not. I don't know. But he's probably thinking about me. Uh, every day, I'm like, I always call her, hey, babe, thinking about you, you know? It's the best feeling ever to get that phone call from my wife. Hey, I was thinking about you. How are you doing? Isn't that the best thing ever? Having that, having that significant other, all right, uh, of like, hey, I'm thinking about you right now. How does it feel that God thinks about you? The feeling of someone thinking of me is so wonderful. And if you are here tonight thinking, if someone even thinks of you, that no one would care if you were even here, God cares. God cares. The lie that the enemy wants to hear is, no one cares of you. That's a lie. Because we see here that God has called you by your name even before you even knew him. He was calling for you. And we have a great community here. We're talking about home groups and, and just getting around together in that intimate moment of just talking with one another, opening up about struggles, opening up about what God is teaching you. How, how can we go alongside you and encourage you? Those are awesome times of being known. You see, God thinks of you. Other gods that we read about, other gods that we hear about, they could care less about their worshipers. Other gods don't think of their worshipers. And those are all on air quotes. But the one true God knows and cares and thinks and loves his worshipers, loves his faithful followers. He wants to see justice to the afflicted. He will establish justice when there is injustice. And in all of our lives, there is sin that separates that from us, from this all-knowing and loving Father. And Psalm or in the last two verses, search me, O God. Know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there is be any grievous way, anything that offends you in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. If we could get the band up. See, we're talking about how God knows all. How God knows all. And he knows you. Yes, he knows your thoughts. 
Yes, he knows your plan for your life. But he also knows our sin. And every single one of us struggle with that. We all have sin in our life. And yet he still knows you. He still knows that sin in our life. And he went to the cross to pay the price for that sin. Because he loves you. Because he thinks about you. Because he wants to protect you. He wants to be with you. So you are fully known by God and you are fully loved by God. And that is all demonstrated by the work of the cross, by Jesus coming down into this world, living a life just like us, but sinless, living that perfect life, healing diseases, healing from demon possessions. And he went to the cross He went to the cross knowing of what's about to happen. It says that he could have called a legion of angels to rip himself off the cross from enduring the pain. But yet he endured it. Yet he bore the lashes of the whips. He bore the nails in his hands and feet because he knew you. And he knew how precious of a soul you are to him. And three days later, he rose again so that we can now live in his footsteps. We can now live in his life and we now could spend eternity one day with him. And it only comes to those who confess their sins and believe that what Jesus did on the cross was for him. And trust in God as his Lord of our lives, meaning he owns our life. I'll leave y'all with this. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments, how inscrutable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord Or who has been his counselor? Or who has given a gift to him that he may not be repaid? For from him, through him, and to him are all things. To him be the the glory forever and ever. Amen. God cannot learn. He cannot get new information. He is not blindsided by other things. This makes him to be trustworthy, that you can trust in this God. And I want to invite you, whatever feeling, whatever thing you're going through right now is to trust him. God fully knows you. God fully loves you. Nothing and no one is hidden from our God. 